it's always encouraging to hear stories. And we want to hear two more stories now. We've got uh, Oliver and Gushan. Oliver, why don't you come up and share with us? Now, Oliver is going to get baptized a little bit in a few moments. Well, 10 minutes or so. Uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about his story. Um, not everybody's used to public speaking, okay? So I just want to check out, first of all, whether people are used to public smiling. Because <laughs> as we smile, the people who are doing the public speaking, they le feel less intimidated by it, okay? So keep up the public smiling, and uh, Oliver's going to do some public speaking. Keep that up there, okay? Yeah. Right. Is it on? Yeah, it's on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as you can see, I'm not nervous much. Right, uh, before I come, become a Christian, I was uh, what you call a, an atheist. I did not believe in, in God whatsoever. Um, so uh, uh, then uh, before, before I come a Christian, um, I was a very heavy drinker, uh, very, very depressed. Um, and I thought if I if if I believed in God anyway, He'd never take away any of my sins because I've done too many. You know, you, I've got a big book, and there's, there's no way you can get through that book and take away my sins or all the things I've done. Uh, so uh, yeah, through the drinking and stuff, uh, I uh, found out a group called Cap. And I uh, phoned them up and they came to my door and were helping us with my money situation. And uh, one of the gentlemen there called uh, Mark Rumsby, very, very lovely man, he said, why don't you come to an Alpha course? Uh, so I, I am denied and I said, yeah. And I just said it basically just to shut him up, really. I thought, I'll oh, just pop my head through, go there the, the one day, just to show willing, and that would be it then. <clears throat> so, the day come, I went to their house. Um, there was about 10 people there. Um, and there was a lovely meal waiting for us. And then um, we got to watching videos, and I loved it. And I had more questions than answers. And... The more I looked it up, the more I asked people, the more I thought, yeah, Jesus is alive. Jesus is here. He does help me. Well, when I was in this depressive stage of my life, I, near on, I tried to take my life twice. On the second time, I was this close. And... God whispered to me, don't do it. You have a life, you can have wonderful kids. You, you can make something of yourself. I'm here with you, I can help. Um, so that was it. That's when the journey started, really. Um, then went through the Alpha course still and uh, done the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit Day. I said the Lord's Prayer. And it was the best thing I've ever done, apart from my children being born. And it's, uh, it was like, as soon as I said the prayer, it's overwhelming. It's like, like um, how can I describe it? It's like wanting to cry and 
happiness and joy all at the same time. And I just had to walk into a corner on my own. And I could just feel something coming down. All the goodness and all the hatred coming out. I just, it just felt really, really good. Uh, and uh, since then, I've met many, many lovely people, many friends. Um, I've met my lovely fiance, Cheryl. Um, I've stopped drinking for about, it's just over eight months now. Um, um, I'm still going through my depression, but it's much easier with God's help. Um, and I, I, I believe I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's all through, through the love of God and people around me who's helping. And that's it, basically. Thank you. The reason, we love, the reason we love stories is because every story is different. And you've already heard two different stories, and Gushan's going to come up and share her story. Every story is personal. Every story relates to that person for who they are. Some parts of stories relate to your life. And maybe you've come here this morning just to, to see and to observe, but I tell you this, you're not here by accident because God loves you. And the things you're hearing about in other people's lives... God is able to do in your life too. You need to be encouraged because God is for us, not against us. We often think, as Oliver was saying, I've done so many bad things. How can God forgive? The reason that God sent his son Jesus was to pay the price for the sins of the whole world. And therefore there is hope for every man, woman, young and old. Whatever financial bracket you're in, whatever nationality you are, there is hope in Jesus Christ because he is the saviour of the world. Let's, let's hear it from Gushan. <laughs> Good Yay! Yay! Don't forget about the public smiling, yeah? And Gushan's going to do the public speaking. Are you okay? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm actually really, really nervous. I'll stay really here. nervous. I've just, like, over the last few days, just been really worried about what to say. Um, and it feels like my two worlds are coming together. So that's my church life and my outside life. And, and that feels like a big thing. So um, just, just a couple of nights ago, I couldn't sleep. And I was just thinking about what to say, and all this stuff came into my mind. So it was about one o'clock in the morning, and I went downstairs, and I just started writing it all down. So there's a lot here. <laughs> Bear with me. So by way of background, um, I come from a family with a Muslim father and a Christian mother. So I've kind of sat on the fence and not really followed either path. I remember as a young child, I believed in God and would often pray for him to help me and my situation but I felt my prayers were unanswered and so I turned away from God if you'd asked me to describe myself in one word before I started my spiritual journey I would have said wounded from childhood experiences a failed relationship and various challenges in life I had a really negative view of myself that I was broken and had this deep 
internal feeling of not being good enough. I carried a lot of guilt and shame about who I was, something that I tried my best to hide from the world and those around me. Because of my life experiences, I saw the world through fear-tinted lenses and believed that people couldn't be trusted, that they hurt you, and the world was an unsafe place. Although life appeared good from the outside, I had a deep, unshakable sadness inside, and I felt lonely even though I was surrounded by people. And because I thought I needed to be different and needed to be better, I was searching for something that would ultimately fix me, hence my extensive collection of self-help books. <laughs> um, I now know that God has always been with me and has been calling me to him. In 2010, I was in the final year of my degree and the pressure had gotten too much and I felt like I was having a, an emotional breakdown. At the time, something was stirring inside me and I felt like I needed to make peace with God. I felt guilty that I turned my back on him and was now calling on him because I was in need. I went to a Church of England church and cried all the way through the service. I stayed at that church for a few months and was thinking about baptism, but I stopped attending when I had doubts as to whether the church was the right denomination for me. I completely missed the point that it, wasn't, it was about God, not about me. <laughs> then, a few years ago, I started learning about unconditional love, the effects of not having it and how to be genuinely loving to others. I believe this is where God had guided me so I could start to see the truth in a way that I was able to digest and understand. I thought I was a loving person and realised that actually the motivation for most of the things I did was for my own gain. I realised that I wasn't able to have a truly open heart. In fact, I was very protected. I didn't let people get too close. I didn't let people see the real me. And I put on this strong, roll your sleeves up and get on with life exterior. I was a people pleaser and a fixer. I took on the burdens of those around me because it gave me a feeling of being valued and needed and it gave me a sense of worth. I could see how I had always tried my best to keep myself and those around me safe, which often came across as controlling, all because my biggest fear was feeling more pain. I started to see how afraid I was of other people's judgments and their disapproval. I wanted people to approve of me and for people to like me, so I modified my behaviour and tried to fit what other people expected of me. This was playing out in my work life and came to a head last summer. I had a challenging relationship with my manager and I really felt the pressure of trying to succeed in my job and to progress well. I'd work long hours and strive to be better, fueled even more by the criticism and negative comments I received from my manager. Because I didn't know who I was, I doubted myself. This further compounded the inner feeling of not being good enough. The result of this pressure was that my health suffered. I was diagnosed with stress, and the symptoms of which were alopecia, and I started to lose my hair and eyebrows. My doctor signed me off work and I was forced to take some time out and rest. I can remember feeling like I'd hit a personal rock bottom. I was seeing the truth about myself and the life I was living, how much I was concerned with outwardly things like success, a legal career, my appearance, looking good in other people's eyes and the emptiness that was driving this. 
I felt guilty that I'd made these things a focus of my life and in doing so, I wasn't able to be a very loving wife and mother. And to make it worse, I couldn't even put on the mask that I used to hide behind. You know, nice hair, makeup and a big smile. The truth had been exposed and I was a mess and there was nowhere to hide. But there is good news. Amen. Thankfully, God had already blessed me with a kind and patient husband and loving family and friends. A couple of weeks ago at the women's breakfast, Ted, Tess had said during her testimony that Jesus was in the people. And I can really see this now and how that was true for me too. Through their words, their love and support. God had also given me rest. And during this time, without the distractions of work, I was able to focus on love and truth. I could see that I was missing love. Not the kind of love from my husband and family, but the kind that's so deep it goes to the very core of my being. And the question that kept popping into my mind was, where does that love come from? At the time, it seemed everything around me pointed to God. I realised I didn't have a relationship with God and that's what I needed. So, how did I go about that? <laughs> well, this time last year, I searched the internet for a local church. And when Bromley Town Church came up, there was a picture of the sign outside, which reads, faith, hope and love. And I thought, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I saw that there were podcasts of the sermons and I started to listen to them. Pastor Jonathan talking about all the things I've been seeing in myself recently. Fear of what people think, seeking the approval of others, focusing on worldly things and accepting ourselves as we are because God loves us. Each time with passages from the Bible telling me what God says about these things. It was like God was speaking to me personally, straight into my headphones. <laughs> so about... So after about four months of listening to the podcasts, at the end of January this year, I decided to come to church. I remember crying through most of the service. It was like a mixture of my woundedness coming out, but also relief. During worship, as I was singing the words from Amazing Grace from the projector screen, I could feel... <laughs> I could feel the words penetrating my heart. The message that I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, and now I see. It was very overwhelming. At the end of the service, I stuck around for tea. I was quite self-conscious back then that people might notice my drawn-on eyebrows or find it weird that I'd been crying, but no one did. I was greeted with a very warm welcome. A very happy, smiley lady at the welcome desk asked me if I'd like to join the Alpha course. She explained it was on a two-week break, so I signed up. Standing here now, I believe the two-week break was divine intervention. I was meant to be on that Alpha program. Yeah. <laughs> During the weeks that followed, I got the answers that I was looking for, and the messages that really stood out for me were that God loves me. Jesus died on the cross to set me free to enjoy my life to the full. There was no need for guilt and shame. My mistakes were forgiven and I'm loved and worthwhile now. I don't have to be perfect first. God accepts me and loves me as I am. 
I discovered that the New Testament was all about love and truth, the two things that I'd been searching for, and that love is unconditional and continual. I learned how important forgiveness was, not just for myself, but also that there's so much power in forgiving those who do wrong against us. To be myself, be authentic. Jesus was authentic. And when you realise that God loves you just as you are, you drop the mask that you have been wearing and simply be you. This was music to my ears. Before the Alpha course ended, I was a believer. I knew deep down inside that what I was hearing was truth. It felt like the Alpha had been designed for me personally and it was overwhelming. The greatness and magnitude of this wonderful gift called Jesus. I could feel the changes happening inside. The negative beliefs about myself were dropping and I felt hope. I'd also built relationships with people in the group and started to feel part of a church family. I thank God for the Alpha course, for Nikki Gumbel and all those involved in putting it together and hosting, as it was a fundamental part of my journey. And I'd recommend Alpha to anyone who is curious or has questions. Um, and I believe the next one starts here in April 2018. That's my quick Alpha plug. <laughs> So after the Alpha course, I believed in Jesus, but doubts crept in. How could God love me? I'm such a flawed human being. I kept hearing that Jesus is alive today, and I wanted to see that for myself. I've been reading the Bible, and I kept seeing, ask and you will receive. So one morning I prayed and asked for Jesus to show himself to me. I got really tearful and didn't understand why. Later, I was listening to a playlist of worship music and a song by Toby Mac called When Love Broke Through came on. It was about a down-and-out guy and what he was like before love, Jesus, broke through. Although I'd listened to it lots of times, something told me to watch the video and the words really got to me. At the end of the song, the guy sings, I did all I could to undo me, but you loved me enough to pursue me. And then the video ended with a quote from the Bible, from Exodus, that said, When you cry out to me, I will hear, for I am compassionate. I got very emotional. I felt this was really true for me. God had been pursuing me and had heard me. The next song on the playlist was a woman um, singing about finding the love of Jesus, acknowledging what he did, and being overwhelmed by what this meant but not feeling worthy and asking, how can it be? I felt like this woman was singing what was in my heart. Again, I got very emotional. <laughs> and later that day, I was watching the Bible miniseries on Netflix, and there was a scene where, following his resurrection, Jesus was talking to Thomas, who was doubting, and said, Blessed are those who do not see, but still believe. I knew that I was being spoken to directly to show me that Jesus was there even if I didn't see him and I could feel his presence. I felt something give way inside. I told God all the things I'd done wrong. I had surrendered. And I spent most of the day crying. <laughs> it was from that day, May the 4th, 2017, that I didn't doubt. I knew I couldn't do this alone and I needed Jesus in my life because through him I would be able to build a relationship with God. So, what's happened since then? <laughs> well, I've continued to ask God to help me strengthen my faith and trust in him, and I can feel it working in my heart. 
I'd read in the Bible, if you lay your burdens down before God, he will give you peace. So that's what I did. When I finally accepted that I was loved, regardless of whether I had hair or not, and that my outward appearance didn't change who I am inside, I handed it over to God. I asked him to put his healing hands on me and either make my hair grow back or make me okay with not having hair. Then I stopped worrying about it. I stopped measuring it to see if it was growing, and I stopped watching YouTube videos on how to hide it. (laughs) And just last week, I was brushing my teeth, and I looked in the mirror and noticed that my eyebrows have grown back. (laughs) I handed my work situation over to God and asked for peace from the worrying and anxiety I felt about going back there. And I can feel that something has shifted. Three weeks ago, I went for a meeting at work to discuss the possibility of returning to the office. And I didn't feel any of the worry, anxiety, or sleepless nights that I would have had in the past. And I no longer feel anger or resentment to my old manager. It's all gone. I handed over my healing to God and asked, uh, and continually asked that he heal my brokenness. The most amazing time that I felt this was at a Christian festival in the summer. (laughs) I was in the worship tent, tears streaming, and I asked him to take it away. I can't even explain what happened, but the next day I felt so different, so much lighter. In this past year alone, God has blessed me with so much. All the things that I'd been driving myself crazy with worry over, work, the length of time I had off, my health, finances. God has provided me with everything I've needed. He has renewed me and made me feel like a different person. The doubt and the heavy cloak of brokenness and feeling not good enough has been lifted and now there's a lightness to life. I feel joy and excitement over the little things and a playfulness has emerged. He's given me a deep sense of peace that I don't have to live in constant fear anymore. And even though there's still some uncertainty in life, I'm no longer trying to control things or keep myself in the illusion of safety. I have faith in him. He's shown me who I am. I'm a child of God and I have a purpose. I know that I'm here to touch people's lives, to love and to be loved. He's shown me that the difficult things I've been through in life that I felt made me less than are actually the things that will help me reach people with empathy and compassion. He has shown me that this is about relationship, not religion. Relationship with him and those around me. By softening my heart, God wants me to connect with others on a deeper level than I ever have before in order to share his love. He has shown me the truth that none of this means I'm going to live a perfect life or I'll never make mistakes or feel fear, but I don't have to be afraid of these things like I used to because he has given me a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. He has given me freedom through truth. He makes me smile. Not to hide what's going on inside, but reflecting what's going on inside. And Lord, I'm so thankful for your grace, for your mercy. This is my story so far. 
And if it were to end here, it would be enough. But it isn't. So today, I'm very excited to be taking the next step in my walk with Jesus to a new life of faith, hope, and love. First of all, welcome to the water. This is a wonderful thing when we have our baptism pool open and just that whole sense of the Holy Spirit loving this. When Jesus was baptized by his cousin John, the Holy Spirit came down like a dove and everybody could see the dove. But we can feel the Holy Spirit because he's in many of us and he's here. First of all, we're going to um, get, I think Elizabeth is going to pray. And then I'm going to ask Gushan three questions. And then we're going to baptize you. Okay, so Elizabeth, who was on the Alpha course with Gushan that first time, is going to pray. Right, baptism is, uh, forgive me because I'm not so well, but um, baptism is an important, is important because it is public declaration that we have accepted Jesus and are turning our back on the old life of sin and are now trusting Jesus to the new life as a Christian. So Father God, I just pray in Jesus' mighty name that you would lift up Gushan she has a heart of compassion, Lord. She has a heart for loving others. She has a heart for, for just giving. Father God, we just pray that you would fill her with the Holy Spirit, that she would be connected with you, Holy Spirit, that she would feel you, that she would know you more, and that she would just fulfill your life, fulfill her, her, your will in her life. We just pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Sheet. These are just three questions that you'll know the answer to. Gushan, have you put your trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Do you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life? Are you now willing to live your life for him? Okay. Having heard your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, we're going to baptize you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now we're just going to pray that God will really fill Gushan in a completely new way with his Holy Spirit. And... Would everybody like to pray with us? Where you are, please pray for Gushan to meet God in an even more deep way than she already has. And if, if that's not natural to you, will you just ask God to bless her? Thank you. Lord, we thank you for the blessing of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. And we pray, come now. Come, Lord, like a mighty flood. Anoint Gushan, Lord, for the purpose that you have created her for. Will you explode within her, Lord, with that confidence in you and that knowledge of her destiny in you, Lord? But, Father, we ask for baptism in the Spirit. We ask for words of knowledge. We ask for the gifts of the Spirit. We ask, Lord, for the gift of tongues. We ask that you'd come like a, a mighty wind, tongues of fire, Come, Lord, come, Holy Spirit. 
more, Lord. We ask for more, Jesus. Jesus. We love you, Lord. More, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. From the top of her head to the tips of her toes. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If anybody's got a, a word of encouragement, you have? Uh, Gushan, when you were speaking, you talked about the future. And um, there's a passage in Proverbs 31 about, it's commonly known as the Proverbs 31 woman. And um, I just want to speak um, a few verses from there um, to encourage you and just to speak this over you. So there's a lot more about this you can read about in Proverbs 31, so it's just part of it. She, you, she is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instruction with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any, is there anybody else? Okay. <laughs> Beat you, Clark. <laughs> Gushon, I was praying for you um, if God wanted me to bring something for you and I opened my Bible last night and it was at Psalm 121 which is one of my favorite Psalms as well and I felt that God wanted me to bring this to you to remind you that he is always there for you and I lift up my eyes to the hills where does my help come from my help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. He will always be with you, Gushon. Bless you. Praise God. Praise God. 
Um, if, you, if you do have words or encouragement that you want to bring to Gushan and you haven't had the opportunity, then do. Uh, she'll be here afterwards, so make sure you give those words to her. Note them down and give them to her on a bit of paper so she can be encouraged with them. We're now going to baptize Oliver as well. Okay. It's warmer than you thought, isn't it? <laughs> uh, right. Before we uh, ask you the questions, I think Clive is going to pray for you. Yeah, Father, we just want to give thanks for this, this baptism and, and, and for Oliver. Lord God, we just thank you so much for his testimony, for what the work that you're doing in him, Lord God, have been doing over time. Father, as he's baptized, we pray, Lord, you'd fill him with your Holy Spirit. You'd meet with him, Lord God. you continue this transform transformation in his life, we ask. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I have the three questions. Where's my crib sheet? Oliver, have you put your trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life? Yes. Are you now willing to live your life for him? Yes. Amen. Having heard your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, we're going to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. And similarly to uh, Gushin, we're now going to pray uh, for Oliver. Uh, and I'll ask that you join in. We're praying that the Lord will fill him with his spirit and that uh, he will do mighty things through him as he walks with the Lord. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, we just want to thank you for Oliver. We thank you for the testimony of his life. We thank you for the public declaration that he's made just now. And Lord, we're asking that you will fill him with your spirit. From the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, fill him with your Holy Spirit. Lord, we're asking that uh, he will experience you in a new way. Lord, we're asking, Lord, that you will take complete control over his affairs, over his circumstances, situations. We're asking, Lord, that you will fill him, clothe him with yourself. Lord, that your power will be made manifest in his life. Lord, the power, Lord, that cannot be stopped. Father, Lord, we ask that you fill him now. Father, Lord, we're praying for your infilling of the Holy Spirit. Come and have your way, Lord. As he commits his life to you, show him, Lord, yourself in a new way. Lord, show him yourself in a new way. We're asking for your infilling. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. We declare in the name of the Lord, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that gives us the power to walk in the way that you want us to walk in. The Holy Spirit that gives us the strength to face the day. Feel him with your Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. 
We wait on you, Lord. We wait on you, Lord. We wait on you, Lord. Fill him with your Holy Spirit. As you did in the days of old. Fill him, Lord. Empower him, Lord. Strengthen him, Lord. Encourage him, Lord. Renew him, Lord. For the journey ahead. Strengthen him for the journey ahead, Lord. Fill him with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Does anybody have a, a word they'd like to bring? Annie. Hi, um, Oliver. I've never met you before, but um, I'm really great. But I'm pleased about your decision this morning. And just as you were getting baptized, this verse was just going through my head. Um, Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I feel like you've really turned your life around, and I just want to speak those words over you today. Thanks. Praise God. Is there somebody else who'd like to just give a word of support? Where have we got down there? Oliver, it's great to see you baptized today. And I just felt um, as you were being baptized, God, God sort of put the words, go in the strength that I've given you. And uh, I just found some verses which kind of mirror a bit what Yomi's just been saying as well. Um, it's from Psalm 84. I'm just going to choose a few. Um, but it says, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger. And then a single day in your courts is better than a thousand el anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. Amen. We're going to come to the end of our service. We're going to sing another song. But just before we do so, guys, you can come out of the water as well if you'd like. Uh, just everybody go careful with the water. And we're going to turn around this way to sing, children. So I don't want anybody standing, stepping backwards either. I think I'll move this forward so you can even stand on the stage. Just, we're, we're going to stand and sing this last song together. But just before we do, I want to just talk to you and ask you whether you know Jesus Christ. You've heard some testimony this morning about how Jesus can change people's lives and he can change your life. If you are here and you have needs, you know that God has been speaking to you, that you feel uncomfortable, you feel stirred in your spirit, you're looking for answers, you don't have all the answers to be able to 
to answer all your questions, but you seem to have more questions than answers and you don't quite know, that's absolutely fine. We just want to connect you with Jesus because he is the one who is able to help you. So we're going to stand and we're going to sing and the guys are obviously still going to put that cover on to make us safe while that's happening. But if you look to the screens, then that will, uh, that, the words will come up there. So let's, uh, Sarah, you lead us, please.